Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, Lisa the Life Coach. Hello, my loves. How are you today? I, I always talk about how I ask that and you can't answer me, but I really do want to know. But I don't think I asked that in the last episode. It's still a part of my Love This Bitch Saturday (laughs) where I'm batch recording because I'm going on a trip. So how are you? I do want to know. (laughs) Shoot me an email. Also, if you'd like to work with me, hit that connection link. And also another reminder of the free mindset training that I made on one of my most powerful coaching tools. Well, I say my, I did not come up with it. (laughs) I am using a version that I don't even know who came up with it, but many, many people have edited it. And the version that I use is very popular in the coaching circles that I work in, but it's also very powerful. And that's why it's popular because it helps you rewire your brain. And speaking of rewiring your brain and neuroplasticity, last week I talked about a little science-y and I was very excited about that. I hope you enjoyed it. I talked about the negativity bias. And so this week, I'm talking about confirmation bias. And the two of those can team up and be a terrible powerhouse on our lives. But as we spoke about with the negativity bias, they came around for a reason, and they helped us for for many, many years in our development as human beings. So it's not all bad. It's a good thing, but we just have to learn to work with it. It's kind of interesting how we do this in other parts of our lives, but not so much We don't learn as much about it, which is why I'm doing these more, you know, back to basic type episodes. We don't learn as much about our mindsets, our beliefs, and our thinking patterns and how they affect our lives as we do about some other things that can have these learned or more like instinctual type patterns. You know, like we might feel hunger even when we're not hungry. And so we know that. And then we also know as humans, we can be like, am I actually hungry? Maybe I'm thirsty. Maybe I'm bored. Or yes, I'm hungry, but I can eat something that's filling versus something that's not. You know, we can think (laughs) and reason things out. We're not like a more instinctual creature, like an animal that's just like nom, 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 food. We don't have to do that but we can. But we don't really talk about as much, you know, how learned responses, behaviors, and beliefs in our lives could be hurting us and that we don't always have to just go with it, right? Just because it's the way we've always thought or we've always done something. We can think it through and be like, wait a minute, is this helping me or hurting me? Why would I do it this way? You know, instead it's like, oh, you have chronic anxiety? Just keep on churning. Stay busy. Hustle. (laughs) right? Like nothing to do about it. Nothing to see here. Just keep going. Everybody's like that. No, no. We have education and information on this and we just need to, you know, make it more widespread and understood and taught. Like it's important. We talk about what we eat. We talk about money management, not as much as we could on some of those areas, but we have so much education, but we're still, you know, missing some vital pieces and understanding your brain and how it works and that you have choice and control there is is super important. I feel like I just got up on some kind of education soapbox, though. (laughs) So what we're here to talk about today is the confirmation bias. 
And you've probably heard of this because even like the smartest people you know, like experts, professors, people who do research for a living, they have all fallen prey to their confirmation bias. And you can see that in the way that we've had things come up in research that's like, oh, this was believed to be completely different for years and years. And now we finally see or even how there are some topics out there. And I really don't want to give an example because I don't want I don't want your emails about how I was wrong. But you know, there are things that are scientifically established. But you'll still have people that are like, well, but this 100 studies over here says different. And it doesn't matter that there's you know, thousands of studies opposite. They're sticking with their 100 studies. And so, you know, this is just something that our brain does because there's so much information out there and it wants to keep us safe as well. So what it does is takes in the information. It's like, okay, this is how things are. This is what it is. And then it has the tendency to only search for, interpret, or recall information that confirms those beliefs or, you know, sometimes it's a situation with us where it's like values that we've built in our lives. So anything that we have that is a belief or a value or something that has come into our mind and we're like, yep, that's the truth, then our brain is like, okay, well, if this is true, we want it to be simple and easy, always true. That's safer if it's always true and we don't want any gray area. We need it to be safe and black and white and correct so that we stay alive and healthy and happy. Otherwise, we're always sifting through tons and tons of information and, oh, but this might not be true in this situation, but but when, when you change this, it might be this and that. That's a little more than our brain wants to do. It wants things to be simple and easy, conserve energy, stay safe. But that is not life anymore. (laughs) It may have worked very well when we were, you know, living in tribes, traveling around, hunting and gathering our food. But now we have access to all these different peoples and beliefs and environments and just different things that, that can make for a more gray area. But I mean, it does help in some ways that you know when you X or Y how it fits in, right, with your environment. And you don't always have to take forever and sift through all the information to make a decision. I'm not saying that confirmation bias works, but when you do have <laughs> solid things that you've decided For me, this is true. This is what I believe. This is my value. And I'm going to fit my world into it. But that's, you know, when you're making those decisions consciously. What we're talking about here with a confirmation bias is when you have this program essentially running in the background of your mind and you're not aware of it and you're just completely sold on everything it tells you. And, you know, this shows itself even in in the highest echelons of education, as we talked about. And just anytime, you know, you get a group of people together, you can present a scenario or a situation with the same facts to everyone and you can have the group or people within the group be completely polarized on how they view it. Or you'll see how sometimes people will believe something no matter how much evidence they're given to the contrary. Or even if it's like, you know, it could be something that they know to be true, but there's kind of a, an irrational fear there. You know, like some people just will not fly, even if they're like, yes, I know I'm more likely to be injured or hurt in a car accident than on a plane. And they're still like, but I'm not going to fly. <laughs> right? That's a very common fear that people have. And that's a confirmation type bias. 
And, you know, then there's also when people will see that things seem to be correlated and so they'll connect them and say that there's a causation there, which we hear that a lot in science, right? It's correlation, not causation. But, you know, when correlation comes up, we usually do more study to find out if there's causation, you know. But this program that's running in the background, you know, it's important to understand it, but to know, again, that you're a human being with higher reasoning skills and you can be aware that your brain is doing this and you can change it when it's affecting you in ways that are not helpful. And, you know, so confirmation bias can, like, cause problems in decision-making, which is something we talked about that the negativity bias can also affect. But, you know, if, for example, if you believe about yourself that you're not good at something, like, say you believe that you're not good at math. I've been there. <laughs> you're like, I'm not good at math. Well, if you needed to make a decision, like maybe they offered you a promotion at work, but the new position involved some type of bookkeeping or financial analysis or budgeting, and you're like, oh, well, I'm not good at math or I'm not good with money. So then you're making this decision based on something that you've believed about yourself throughout your life and you've looked for confirmation for. You're like, well, I failed that math test. I don't balance my checkbook well. I messed that up last month. You know, you have all this evidence that you've collected to confirm your belief. And that can work. You know, it doesn't tend to work in positive ways, I guess is what I was going to say there. With the negativity bias, even if we have things that we're a little confident about, if we see that one bit of evidence that's negative, that's what we stick to. So then our belief is like, oh, well, I thought I was good at this, <laughs> but it seems like the evidence says different. And so that's how the negativity bias can come into that. And now you think that you're not good at it, even though you have less evidence <laughs> for that belief than you do that you are good at it. And from now on, your brain's going to seek to confirm that. So that's how it can affect your life. It really affects you when you have any kind of negative beliefs about yourself. And that's how those become solidified in our lives. And we don't always see that they're negative beliefs. Like we think that they're just facts. You know, I am not good at math. That's just a fact. It's not a negative belief. And that's where you create a fixed mindset. And you're going to make all kinds of decisions in your life based on this belief that's not true. And you're just going to keep collecting evidence that it is true. And, you know, it works not just in those decision making, but a lot of like kind of how we talked about in relationships with the negativity when you're looking for negative stuff. If you have a relationship, like say you think I have a difficult relationship with my mother, right? Maybe and you say we fight a lot. See, those are just thoughts that the relationship is difficult and that you fight a lot. And you may have evidence for those. But those are things that you would need to question, right? Is this true? Okay, maybe. Eh. But is it serving me? And this is why we're talking about this to fill in that gap, because you're like, you might not see how that could be a mindset issue, a thinking pattern issue. But, you know, the truth is, is that you have your skewed negative, as we talked about last week, and you're looking for information to confirm your beliefs. So if you believe that the relationship's difficult, if you believe that you argue a lot, like what does that even mean, right? How often is a lot? Is that three to five arguments a week? Is that an argument every time you talk? <laughs> you know, it's just a thought. But if you believe that, how are you going to act? How is that going to influence your behavior when you're with your mom? 
Well, you're expecting her to be difficult, so you're looking for that. You're expecting to argue, so you're looking for that to start, right? And if you're looking for those things, you're going to find them. And that'll be there every time. And so every time you go to see your mom, you're looking for those things, and you're finding them, and that's just more confirmation for you. But you're only finding confirmation of those beliefs because your brain is like, this is what happens when we go to mom's. Got it. This is what I'm looking for. Confirmed. Done. And so you're unable to see that this is actually just a belief system, just a thought, like a pattern of thoughts that you can change and you don't have to keep. You are completely just sold that this is true. This relationship is difficult. We argue a lot. And of course, that could apply to any relationship, especially romantic ones, right? Once you've decided that you and your partner argue a lot, now it's a powder keg. And so, you know, this confirmation bias is going to keep you small and unhappy because you're going to be skewed to the negative, as we talked about last week. And then when you find the negative, you know, and you sit on it and stew on it, then your brain's going to be like, okay, this is what's true. This is the fact. Let me confirm this. And it's going to always look for that evidence. So you were already kind of skewed negative to start with. But then once you believe those things, you know, even if you don't think of it as a straight on belief, like if you just think my job sucks, your brain's going to confirm that. If you think my partner doesn't really love me, your brain is going to confirm that. Your partner can be doing all kinds of loving things and you might not see it at all. And you're like, no, really, Lisa, you should see what a jerk (laughs) my partner is. Let me tell you about, right? But think about it. Picture that same situation where you have the group that was presented with the the story or the information, the same evidence, and we talked about how it could polarize people. They could have completely different thoughts on it and start arguing. If you're sold on that belief that your partner is a jerk or doesn't love you or they don't appreciate you, that's what you're gonna your brain is gonna look for and confirm for you. That is what you're gonna get. Your thoughts are going to create those biases that are already there. They're triggered. They're staying strong. You're going to have feelings of anxiety, worry. You know, you're not going to have positive feelings towards yourself or your partner, which that's going to make you more prone to be upset and to interpret things negatively. The actions that you're going to take, you're not going to connect with your partner, right? Or you're not going to show up and work hard and enjoy your job (laughs) if you think your job sucks, right? These kind of things are not going to show in your actions. And so then your results, again, are just going to confirm your beliefs because you're going to fight. You're going to be unhappy. The relationship's going to suck. The job sucks. Every day at the job sucks. And it all kind of builds on itself. And so, again, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing broken. You just have common thinking patterns that are not supportive for you. They're not supportive for our common, our modern life. And like we talked about at the beginning, congratulations, you're in good company. Everybody has confirmation bias. In fact, according to Wikipedia, you can never completely eliminate confirmation bias. <laughs> So that's up there with pain and sadness and anxiety. We're not going to completely eliminate these things. They're perfectly normal. But you can be aware of it. And now that you understand more about it and how it's actually affecting you, it's not just about political arguments or arguments over scientific studies. You know, it's actually affecting your relationships, your work, whether or not you exercise. (laughs) It's affecting everything in the life that you want and that you're trying to build. So that's why I wanted to kind of break down some of these, you know, basic mindsets that we experience that are very common so that you can actually see 
how they're affecting your life and not just see them as kind of a, you know, a educational topic or, you know, like confirmation bias. We're going to have a quiz this week, you know, kind of like something that you just generally know about, but how it actually affects you. And then great news, now that you see more of it than just like, oh, you think negative, start thinking positive, (laughs) right? You actually see what it's costing you, the effect that it's having on your life. And you can see that it's like, oh, wait a minute, I have a brain, I can reason through this, you know, I can counteract these biases with awareness, reframing or questioning those beliefs and thoughts, and then rewiring my brain, which is what I normally dig into a bit more. But we're doing these little basic rundowns so you can see how it applies and I can kind of help you bridge those gaps so that you can see that we're not talking about magic or, you know, sprinkle some positivity on your life. We're talking about how your brain actually works and that there are tools and steps you can take to rewire your brain to think differently. And that way you think differently, which means what? different feelings, different actions, and different results. So if you're experiencing a constant negative feeling that you'd like to work through, or there's a goal that you have that you keep running into a wall and you just, you feel like you just can't achieve it. You know, either I can't do it or I don't have the skills, the talent, the intelligence, or something. This is good news for you. Those are just thoughts. Or maybe it's a relationship. This relationship's not working. I can't connect with my partner. I can't connect with my family. You know, any of these things that we've talked about that these mindsets are affecting. And our mindset affects everything. So if you're struggling in one of these areas, this is great news. You know, you might not know how to change your mindset right now. (laughs) I'm just trying to help bridge those gaps of how this applies to you. But maybe you're starting to see now that it is possible. You're not broken you know, there's nothing wrong with you. And change and growth is just as possible for you as anyone else. So enjoy your day. Enjoy my nerdy science episodes, hopefully. And, you know, reach out if you really want to apply this to your life and, and dig deep, do the work and feel better, achieve your dreams, you know, whatever it is that you're struggling with. Let's connect and talk about it and see how coaching can help you. 